Hey, Jennifer. Hi, Emily. So, I wanted to do something for, something special for our 50th episode, but not this. (laughs) (laughs) We are recording on March 16th. This is a uh, COVID-19 special interlude that we are making to uh, entertain y'all during your safe social distancing. And this is relevant because we talk about plagues and pandemics all the time. Yeah, we talk a lot about how things are frightening and the world is frightening. So we wanted to come and uh, chat with it, chat with y'all about it, chat with it about y'all. I don't know, whatever's going on. Use words and put the words into your ears. I can't. Uh, I... I work at a university, as you guys know. I complain about this all the time. And um, we, uh, so next week is my spring break, and we were going to be online only after that. And Sunday, today is Monday, um, our chancellor emailed us to say that some of our students had contact with someone who had been tested for coronavirus, and you need to go online now slash cancel your classes so my brain I've been in my house not really working but also stressfully trying to figure out how to do my job Um, and so my brain is just leaking right out of my ears well um what have what have you been up to (laughs) so I have been um first off in quarantine in my house because I did go to a conference in San Antonio. And secondly, I have been working from home for some time now because there are some health concerns in my household that puts us at greater risk. So, um, luckily for me, I work for a tech company and all the infrastructure for me to work from home already exists, plus my job which is mainly editing words goes pretty well with working from home. <laughs> so, um, so you're like, this has been delightful. I kid you not. I've basically been wearing like the same outfit for the past three days. Now that is an improvement because I was pretty much wearing the same outfit. Like I guess three for, well, okay. No, it's not an improvement for the past three days. The last time. So I'm, like, making a change of clothes in three-day increments. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's mostly just been me sitting at my computer furiously typing and eating potato chips. Yeah, I uh, I was a freelancer when I was younger, and I really did not do well with it. Um, but I did get in a routine of, like, okay, in the morning I wash my face, I brush my hair... I change out of nighttime pajamas into daytime pajamas, um, and that's what my life is going to be like now. Okay, so I'm doing a little bit better. I still take a shower and everything. I just put on the same clothes, because I'm like, I don't really stink, in my humble opinion. And then on top of that, it's like, no one's going to see me today. See, but this is why we differ, because I would put on new clothes, but I would be like, I don't stink. I'm not going to (laughs) shower. We are truly opposites. We are. But um, we did not do our intro. Sorry, Clint. 
Welcome to All Things Terror. I'm Emily. And I'm Jennifer. And this is a special edition of a podcast that brings you spooky tales from science, history, and true crime. Well, since we're talking about um, social distancing and living during a pandemic, on, which you living on the edge, living on the edge, which by the way, um, I will say, uh, coronavirus is something to take seriously. But what was my text message to you? What did I say? I have no idea. Oh my Do you god! You think I can? Abs- I can't remember anything, even when my brain hasn't been turned to mush by staying home and watching tv all day i said we are alive during a pandemic (laughs) i know how how did how did that even happen to us (sighs) like we talk about like plagues and pandemics so much and now we're living during one i know it made me think of like how often i'm like oh uh old-timey diseases and now this crazy thing is happening and i'm like oh, i don't want to be some future person's old-timey disease time <laughs> we're gonna be on someone's whatever they do for podcasting <laughs> yeah they're straight up brain casting where they beam it directly into your brain maybe maybe i do want to talk a little bit more about social distancing but let's start with let's talk about coronavirus Okay. And the things that people should be worried about and the things that people shouldn't be worried about. Well, start... Yeah, I mean... Start with your top three things to not worry about. Well, the first thing I want to start with is that there are lots of coronaviruses. Coronavirus is just the name of the virus because that's what it looks like under a microscope it looks like it's wearing a little crown right and Um, sars was a coronavirus sars was a coronavirus uh mers was a coronavirus but there are varieties of the common cold that are coronaviruses so um i think the first thing i would say about don't worry about the name fucking corona you can drink corona beer (laughs) americans (laughs) Uh, to, like, the fact that they say it's a novel coronavirus, it is a new coronavirus, but it doesn't mean that this is a virus that is completely unheard of. Um, so that should be a little bit reassuring, or at least it is for me. I think the third thing is both the thing that is reassuring, but is also really terrifying to me, is that we really have no idea how many people are getting the coronavirus and not showing symptoms. Um, it's possible that that number is really high, which would mean that, one, it wouldn't be as deadly, um, but we really have no idea. Um, and so that means that even if you're feeling okay, you still need to be careful about passing on to people because we have no idea, really. All of the numbers are quite speculative. Um, so those are the things, I guess, that I am saying don't be afraid of, but I'm also kind of afraid of the last one (laughs) yeah i guess too what like i mean first off we just don't have a whole lot of information um but here are things that i think are a concern one i think people's 
wrong overreactions to the situation, like hoarding hand sanitizer and masks, which are needed more by vulnerable populations, and then also like the medical care system, like the people that are actually on the front lines need those masks, and those masks don't do anything to prevent you from getting sick. They're really there to prevent you from getting other people sick, so you don't need 1,200 boxes of masks. Yeah, the mask, if you're healthy, the mask is not going to prevent you getting sick. Um, but if you're sick, the mask could help you prevent spreading germs. Right. Um, I also, I think maybe it's worth clarifying that these viruses are spread through water droplets that come out of your lungs that are microscopic. So, you know, like if you are in a car and you're breathing and it fogs up, the windows those are the water droplets that come out of you when you breathe out and of course when you cough that's going to push a lot more and then if you touch that and get germs on your hands and then you know touch your eyes you're getting the virus <clears throat> in you um so it's not airborne in that sense and that's not something you need to worry about but that's why social distancing like being away from people and not in crowds um, can help stop the spread of disease. Keeping yourself arm's length away from every person around you. Yeah, one of the things, and I'll post this in our Facebook uh, group, but um, I, I'm not a big news junkie to begin with because I don't really like the constant updates unless it's actually going to be substantive new news, and it very rarely is. Um, but I have sort of given myself a coronavirus-like you can check the coronavirus news once a day and you can read any article that quotes an actual disease ecologist or contagious disease expert or if you can read stuff about local areas because my area is quite bad right now but other than that i am trying to kind of pare it down but anyway yep. the point is i read an atlantic article where a reporter talked to a bunch of different doctors like people who study infectious diseases about what exactly does social distancing mean why is this good? Should we not be going out to restaurants and bars? And so this wasn't people speculating or just parroting what they heard. These were people who study these things and they were saying like, yeah, you can go to a restaurant, but stay like six feet away. It's better if you're not at a restaurant and you really shouldn't be in crowded places where you're touching people. Like if you have to take the bus, don't sit next to someone. Um, and, and that was really helpful and reassuring and, and fact-based um, and fact-based from experts. Yeah, um, it really is important. Like, we all know fake news is out there. <laughs> and I've seen people posting, like, this, is, this was, like, on someone's Facebook taken by their uncle that's at, like, some university like Stanford is like yeah if you just gargle with water it'll kill the coronavirus I'm like okay people this is why other people are gonna get extremely sick um is <laughs> just the proliferation of bullshit that's out there but um I guess the thing that I find like here are the things not to panic about like you don't need face baths right you don't need a thousand pounds of hand sanitizer if you live in a house and you have soap that's all you fucking need yeah. Um, especially if you're practicing social distance, but then also, um, you know, like this food and toilet paper panic thing is crazy. Like there's a food shortage and a supply shortage, not because there's an actual shortage, 
but because people continue to go out and buy and hoard stuff that they don't actually need. And all that food's going to just turn into food waste, which is upsetting to me. And, yeah. and I think, so that, like, the overreaction that everyone's having to the wrong things. Like, you know what? You want to overreact to something? Wash the shit out of your hands and disinfect all your doorknobs and your phone. Like, a lot. Yeah, uh, your phone is filthy. Yeah, and, you know, if someone's getting too close, put your hand out and say, personal space. Like, that's the shit you should be doing. But on top of that, like, you know, if this does spread, if we can't control it, if people keep thinking that toilet paper is going to save them from getting coronavirus instead of actually not going out in public, um, the the burden that it's going to have on our very <laughs> underfunded... Um, unstructured medical system is going to turn into I mean could potentially turn into an Italy situation where we're having to choose like well who lives and dies because we don't have enough ventilators I think there's something like 62 67,000 ventilators total in the United States that's not nearly enough yeah I um I am very <laughs> America has a bad healthcare system, y'all. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's no joke. I I think it is really important to remember that like if you are healthy, if you don't feel sick, you need you need the burden of not spreading this disease is on you. Um and I think that's really important. Um and the other thing that I keep telling myself and I've been telling my students is like I I live in Colorado and Denver is closing all bars and restaurants. Um, the town that Clint lives in is starting to do that as well. Um, and of course, schools are closing. All of my colleagues across the country are posting about this. It's really scary to see this. But what closures mean is that the infrastructure, at least that portion of the infrastructure, is working to keep us safe. Um you know, bars closing means that we're not going to be in crowded bars spreading the COVID virus, no matter how many of us are stupid and would go out anyway, right? Um, we've done an episode on the 1918 flu pandemic. You can go back and listen to that in season one. And one of the things that I talk about is how Philadelphia was hit really, really hard, like corpses piled in the morgue hard. And it was because the mayor refused to cancel parades and people still went out. Um, and so what I think is positive that we're seeing are people staying home and closing and yeah, the, the changes are upsetting and frightening, but the changes mean that things are working. Yeah. I mean, we all recognize that there is going to be a cost economically for everyone, but this is one of those moments where it's like, Hey, this is why we need social programs. We need programs to protect workers who can't go to their day-to-day -day jobs because if they go, coronavirus, right? Like, yeah. um, non-salaried employees, employees that don't get paid sick time, like, that kind of thing is really important. Or, like, people who, you know, if a, you know, something like a restaurant shuts down, well, what happens to all those workers? They don't have, you know, it's not like they're salary workers. A lot of them aren't, so... Um, but at the same time, I mean, that's sort of the attitude I've seen 
with um, South By because everyone knows, hey, I'm in Austin. Shocking. I'm repeating the information, but I'm in Austin and South By closed down. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you what I've seen on Facebook um, in a lot of the Austin groups that I'm in, which is like, yeah, I own a bar or uh, I own this restaurant or I'm part of this catering company and the sentiment is the same. It's like, this is going to hit us hard economically, but this was the right decision. And that's sort of the attitude that everyone should have in that this is going to hit us economically part should be all of the people going, hey, government, instead of flooding $1.6 trillion into all these companies and doing bailouts again, maybe we can also talk about funneling that money into providing health care and providing protection for people who aren't able to work due to this. And that's a crazy thing to me is like, we have trillions of dollars that we can go throw at all these companies and prevent, like, you know, a recession. In theory, prevent a recession. But we can't have universal health care. And also, for some reason, we can't pay for the coronavirus tests or pay for treatment. Seems kind of well, dumb. I think it, it shows that when we want to spend the money, we can. Like, yeah, exactly. This attitude, we don't have, we can't afford that is, happens when it, what it really means is I don't want to pay for that, right? Right. Um, and I saw something on social media that people were saying, you know, if you want to support a local business, like, you can buy a, um gift card you know they're still getting your money and you can use it when this settles down um yeah i don't know i really hope that i i live where colorado has been in a state of emergency for a while and part of that the theory for that is that it opens up like emergency funds and i really hope that some of those are going towards helping people who are out of work because of this but i did haven't been able to find a lot of information about it but um yeah you know support those initiatives when you can yeah and this whole like relying on private funding stuff just like that shit has to stop because it doesn't fucking work because it doesn't reach all the areas and it doesn't reach all needs consistently well yeah we're seeing the breakdown of that unfortunately woohoo Woohoo. Okay, now on a real, you and I obviously love creepy, disgusting, horrifying things. Um, so we could definitely, you know, prophesy the doom of capitalism forever. But um, <laughs> instead, do you have some happy recommendations and things to talk about to help keep us occupied as we are uh, practicing safe self isolate that thing? Yes. Social distancing. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say self-isolationing, which is not a word and not the phrase and not anything anyone ever needs to hear again. (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) Emily, as an extrovert, (laughs) I'm sure that you're going to go bananas, but as an introvert, I'm well prepared for this situation. Um... I have all kinds of projects lined up, and I have a vast set of interests. So, um, first off, if you love video games, dude, just break out the old video games and see how fast you can 
you can beat them. I have restarted Skyrim I don't know how many times, and I'm starting a new modded version right now because why ever play it vanilla when you don't have to? I mean, giant chickens, am I right, everybody? So video games is a good way to go, but again, diverse set of interest. I have also spent a good deal of time reorganizing my office slash um, art space because now my work stuff has taken over my other desk, so I had to clean that out. And when I was doing that, it also inspired me to get into my closet and do some paring down and cleaning out. I've reorganized my pantry, so guys, a lot of organization and cleaning can happen. If that's not really your jam, that is super fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love it. I love having a clean and organized space, but that's me. I also have a couple instruments I have been playing. Um, I have a sewing machine, and I've been making a bunch of um, placemats because I use them for everything. I also dug up and set a raised garden bed for my garden, and I've been seeding all of my spring and soon-to-be fall plants. Um, art journaling is really fun, guys, and it's super easy because you can just trash a notebook and it doesn't have to be pretty on the inside. Of course, reading, um, Netflixing the life of your, of your time is great uh, until you watch everything that's on Netflix. <laughs> Um, also mass texting people. I have a couple of chat groups that I'm in and our way to deal with the anxieties of the world over a course, spend a whole lot of time looking for memes that make fun of it. So, um, other than organizing your planner, which I know I'm saying, Again, nerd, <laughs> you're just a hater, Emily. I have stickers I, and markers and glitter in my planner, okay? I have a uh, friend who came over for pie day. My boyfriend was in town and we made pies and she came over. And I texted her and I was like, do you want to come over for pot pie and apple pie for pie day? And she said, hell yeah, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so really, I'm just enjoying being the nerd Colleen and not the nerd Colleen this time. For once. <laughs> For once, yeah. Um, well, that's another good one. Um, if you're looking for something to do, try out a new recipe. Um, yeah, you can make a lot of delicious cookies yep. and mail them to me. I'm okay with that. I don't think that they would last. I don't think I would eat them all. Well, fair enough. I, I was really talking about the shipping process. Like, that might spoil well, them. Well, you can't ship frosting, but, like, I've mailed, um... Like, not soda biscuits. What are the cookies that are just, like, sugar and butter? You mean sugar cookies? Shortbread. Oh, shortbread. shortbread. <laughs> like, you soda know, let... biscuits. Shortbread. Okay, I was almost there. <laughs> okay, so first off, there are a lot of cookies that require, you know, just sugar and butter. Yeah. But also, okay, shortbread, gotcha. Well, that's fair. There are some cookies you can send out, not really have to worry about. But try a new recipe. Or, um, making soap is really easy, guys. And I'm not talking about, like, having to do vats a lie and all that kind of stuff. Nope, don't have to go through that. Castile soap is easy to make. And then also, 
you can buy a lot of pour and melt soap, and then you can just focus on making it smell uh, smell good and look pretty. I'm glad you brought that up because you've been really into it. And <clears throat> at one point in the past, uh, we mentioned something on the podcast, and you failed to follow through with the votes. I know. I need to get fans. the mold. I need to get the mold. I will, though. I believe it was the tiny penis mold. No, it was the Baphomet mold. It won. But I don't have the link to it. I can find that. I can find all of this for you. <laughs> but, you know, I might just buy the penis mold for the fuck of it. So. But. Yeah, I think you should. I do make a lot of soap. I am sitting on way too much soap right now because I actually made a batch um, from some porn melt that uh okay fine tiny baphomets did win i know it did i remember i didn't ignore it but anyways i i i got this batch of um porn melt soap just to make a quick bit of soap and i'm actually allergic to it (laughs) oh no so i'm sitting on uh sitting on a shit ton of soap that i can't use so if anyone's interested I have at least, oh no, hold on. Nope, there's only three, I have three left. If anyone wants some rose-scented soap, (laughs) it exists. Yeah, uh, post that in the Facebook group. We will, uh, we'll keep the Facebook group popping so you've got something to look at. Um, I would jump in on the Netflix train. I would say, um, I've been watching Star Trek which is super nerdy. My boyfriend's been watching it, um, and we watch it together. Um, oh my god! I think you he, are a nerd. He likes he likes the space aspect. I like that it's super cheesy. Like it is really cheesy. Like Vanessa Williams is on it. I I'm gonna argue that RuPaul's Drag Race only exists because Star Trek existed first. Like. There's just elaborate costumes, and everyone has a secret that they're going to tell everyone right away, and it's so dramatic, and everyone's wanting to bone everybody else. It's it's pretty delightful. Um, making popcorn on your stovetop is really fun. Uh, I am knitting and quilting these days like a grandmother. Um, and honestly, knitting and crochet is not that hard to take up if you want to, you know make pot holders you can learn pretty quickly i bet okay that does so um i was going to fly out early april to go see emily yeah but i can't fly now and i was supposed to learn how to crochet and knit like and now proper it's been postponed i mean i have some crochet skills but I would really like to uh, master something other than the crochet line. The crochet line. Are you on Ravelry? Do you know what Ravelry is? I do know what that is. I'm not on there, though. Um, I guess I should be. You should be. It's awesome. They have tons of... It's this website that has tons of knitting and crochet patterns. Some for free, some that you can buy directly from the people who made them. Um, and they also are very, like, anti, like, they came out with a announcement, I think, last year that was, like, uh, yeah, we're not standing for any neo-Nazi Trump supporter bullshit, uh, so you're all kicked off, we stand with 
humanity essentially uh and if you don't like it kick rocks um <laughs> so they're pretty great uh i would recommend that um i've been working I... on my calligraphy your calligraphy yeah we should uh we'll maybe we should have um some like themes for our uh crafting and we can make crafts and you guys can craft along with us and we'll post them and you can see how how bad uh, we are we'll have, <laughs> we'll, have a, we'll have a little coronavirus crafting club um and we can all make art around different themes and yeah it'll be fun oh i did um order some graphite paper so i can transfer some line drawings to a piece of canvas oh damn girl i know i finally did it proper i'm like this this is it i'm doing it with graphite paper i'm gonna be like a real grown-up and draw my art piece first <laughs> overrated i mean that's how i feel i just prefer to be like well here's the paint here are my brushes let's see how this comes out yeah well, I will also say I am an extrovert, but I haven't been noticing the isolation quite as much. I've had a very sick cat, um, and I've had to give him pills and watch him pee. Uh, and by pee, sometimes I mean drivel blood all around my house. That was happening for a couple days. Um, so, you know, that's not a very enjoyable hobby. Um but it is in fact a hobby that will take up your time if you need if you need it go adopt a sick animal just for the record this cat was not sick when i got him he's become sick and through a lot of money and intravenous fluids um is becoming well again yep that's uh i mean you know i've been dealing with it with kobe for a long time but yeah it is work keeping up with a sick cat um yeah. that did he is he is uh snoozing on my lap right now and being very cute and not at all um the goblin who was attacking my feet and knocking on the window to go outside last night at three in the morning so <laughs> um well oki has an agility course in the backyard now that's all been built so nice good for oki who is a dog just to clarify yes oki is the dog <laughs> if you don't know so um during lunch, sometimes, I'll check my plants, and then I'll run him through the agility course. And, oh. uh, or just when I'm bored, I'll be like, okay, weave! And he'll be like, I don't wanna do, do the weave. I don't wanna. And then he finally does the weave. Yeah. But, um, the other thing is, too, is like, 2020, we have the technology to talk to people face-to-face -face without actually being face-to-face. Yep, it is the age of telecommuting. I had my first uh, Microsoft Teams meeting this morning, and it was... It was. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a lot of, I have a lot of meetings virtually, so... Yeah, I, like, God bless my colleagues. I really genuinely do like my colleagues, but I had to be like, okay, guys, you have to mute your mics if you're not talking because that's why none of us can hear like you have to mute the mics so that only one person's mic is making sound or else it becomes impossible and like it was just 
there were some troubles with the platforms and it was not my very first like conference call but it was like it was kind of awful it's gonna be interesting yeah that's like uh that's like some rookie stuff right there people leaving their mics on <laughs> yeah so if you are suffering uh on a learning curve for an online team that is a hot tip everybody mute your mics when you're not talking oh you know something else you can do is uh you know just, just practice some witchcraft some witchcraft yeah. yeah what are we witchcraftering these days i guess we could uh witchcraft the the coronavirus away yeah you could um I was playing Yahtzee the other night, and, like, for all of my three-of-a-kinds and four-of-a-kinds, I kept getting sixes, so I'd get, like, six-six-six, so, I mean, that seems promising for witching away <laughs> the coronavirus, and it was on Friday the 13th as well. Oh, yeah. Well, all things lined up for you there, didn't it? It really did, yeah. Um, and my black cat is feeling better, and it's all good. It's all good in this demonic hood. You know, that's something that... I, I won't really be able to take advantage of is the collection of board games that I have, but I mean, not unless I want to play by myself. <laughs> or like, I was like, could you play virtually? Like if someone else had the same board game, you just move both pieces or something? I guess so. Oh, well, even if they didn't have the same game, you could still, like the person that has the game could play for you on your behalf. You could, like, just have, have a camera the, up. Ha, yeah, have the camera on the board. <laughs> be like, I, you better not be cheating, I'm watching. Well, you can make your husband play with you. No, because a lot of these games are, like, require more than two people, so. Well, and as we learned in our, I believe, our werewolf episode, Daniel isn't real. That's true. Um, he is imaginary. I've yeah. made up everything. And if you're wondering why I keep referencing our old episodes, that's because that is the ultimate thing you can do, is go back and listen to all of our episodes. <laughs> There's so much podcast binging you could be doing. There's so many stories. And speaking of which, Jennifer, do you have a mini story to tell us today? Um, I do. This is actually so part of my social dis distancing. I was watching... I think it was on Amazon Prime, this thing that was called, like, My my Online Nightmare. Oh, God. I am already, like, filled with dread. And some of, the, some of the stories are truly, truly horrifying. But this one was both scary and kind of funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so there was a woman who was taking care of her niece in Alabama. And... Like, her niece was always, like, talking to all these boys all the time. And her aunt was like, you know what? I need to know about what she's been saying to these boys, what she does online. So she created... <laughs> her aunt created this fake Facebook profile for Trey Top Dog Ellis. This sounds like that gif of uh, Steve Buscemi, who's walking up and saying, what up, fellow kids? 
Yes. <laughs> but, like, um, so, I have my theories, and my theories don't matter, but basically what happened was, uh, Auntie, um, did it backfire and Auntie slash Trey became the most popular kid in school? I mean, yes, it did backfire, <laughs> but, so, Auntie is talking to her niece, and her niece is like, you're hot, I want to see you naked, come over, come over to Grandma's house, come over to this house, come do this, and then, like, finally, um, her aunt got enough of a sense of, like, what she was doing online, she kind of had to, like, end this whole thing, so she basically, like, grounded her niece and said that she can't be seeing all these boys all the time anymore. And then her niece um, texted, you know, her aunt, thinking it was this guy, Trey, and was like, she won't let us be together, kill her. Whoa! Yes. So, like, she straight up tries to solicit, uh, for- solicit murder on Facebook, also- this guy that she's just been talking to randomly, that also turns out to be her aunt. Also tries to solicit murder from a random teenage guy that she's been talking to online. Like, teenage guys can't do anything except eat and masturbate. What What do you want to give them an important job for? Yeah, I, it was just, um, <laughs> it was just crazy. And, like, here's the thing. Everybody's probably just like, uh, that's really, that's really shady. I feel like there's probably more to this story. I mean, the fact that her aunt like, made up a profile and added her on Facebook seems, like, shady to me, but, um, it is crazy just to be like, my aunt won't let us be together. Go kill my aunt. (laughs) Murder her, yeah. I mean, Clint and I have joked before that murder is always the solution to problems, but- Is it a good solution? I don't know. Yeah, I mean- (laughs) That's the thing. It's not a guaranteed good solution, but it is a solution. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it does seem like uh, if your first inclination is to just immediately go to murder, that's a bit... That's... What's what's going on with you, dearie? I know. I mean, they're, like... I mean, okay, so running away isn't a good option, but, like, I don't know, maybe a little bit of, like, household embezzlement first... I was thinking at least try a little light maiming, you know, maybe some some battery, some slight battery, you know, before straight up murder. Yeah, I mean, that's that's extreme, but whatever, you know, it's not my life. I didn't make these decisions. It's true. YOLO, Jennifer. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure if I can live by that. <laughs> if that were the case, also, my house would never be clean. You're like, I don't think that a phrase that was popular five years ago really applies in this situation or is good advice. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, it, it lacks a lot of depth there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's insane. Um, I have a very small bite-sized story for you. Um, which I really desperately wanted to turn into a full-sized episode, but I just don't think I can. Um, And that is the hum and other unexplained sounds. Um, Apparently, throughout the UK and the United States, um, there are unidentified hums that 
exist. They're considered invasive. They're low-frequency humming, rumbling, uh, or droning. Hum, low-frequency hum, humming, rumbling, or droning uh, is a quote from our good friend Wikipedia. Say that three times uh, fast. <laughs> I absolutely cannot. I don't know what's wrong with me today, but uh, it is it is not happening. Uh, but basically, since the 70s, well into the 2000s, um, people report hearing weird low-frequency sounds that can't be explained by other machinery or technology or nearby things. Um, earplugs, like, you know, y- you know what earplugs are. Um, apparently don't do anything. Um, middle-aged people seem to be the most uh, likely to hear them. There are very famously a hum in Bristol in the UK and in Taos, New Mexico. One guy in New Zealand said that, um, or wait, no, not, I'm sorry, in Cambridge, very different place. Um, he thought that people were sort of manufacturing the hum because if you go, do you hear anything? And people just sit and listen, they might be like, yeah, I can hear a hum. And so he thinks it's like this anxiety byproduct where people get anxious and they go, I can hear this. I can hear this. Um, but other than that, some of them have been suggested that they are actually, um, like submarine low frequency radio waves, um, that some people are just able to pick up for some reason. Some thinks that it's tinnitus. Uh, apparently, for some very bizarre reason, ears sometimes do make their own noises, and so they think that maybe, uh, that's just what they are. Um, but they're sort of mysterious sounds. The, uh, even more strange ones is that there are a lot of unexplained sounds, um, from the ocean and the ocean floor, which is far more frightening um (laughs) it's definitely cthulhu (laughs) it is definitely cthulhu uh there's a bunch of them there's one called slow down and it sounds like something's slowing down uh it really does sound exactly like what it is called there's another one called the train and it sounds like a train going like kind of in the distance oh weird um it's super weird, and the weird thing is that they think, well, one of the explanations that scientists think it is, is um, the sounds of icebergs, like, settling on the ocean floor or moving against each other, which I did not think made sound um, at all. It's horrifying to me. I really want to get on this ocean train. <laughs> the ocean train on the bottom of the floor? Yes. Where's it going? Who is it? Who are the normal pa- passengers? I just I have so many questions. I mean, obviously the normal passengers are ghosts. I mean, <laughs> I guess I I I guess there's no rules about ghosts not taking a train in the ocean. I mean, who else would take a train in the ocean? 
I mean, fish. maybe like sea animals. Oh, they can swim. What do they need to fucking train for? Well, we can walk, but we still drive cars. Yeah, but I can't walk as fast as a fish can swim. I mean, maybe it's slow swimming for fish. Like, they're what appears to be fast to them is like, God, it's going to take me like seven years to get to this place I'm going. They do swim far distances. That's true. I will say for some reason I was like, ghosts, who else would take it? And my brain went, seals. So seals and ghosts in my mind <laughs> who ride an underwater train. <laughs> what about jellyfish? Mm, they don't really right, swim fast. Yeah, sure. Yeah, jellyfish. I feel like octopi are the uh, conductors because they're so smart. Yeah, yeah. That's probably true. They're like, this is my job. There is one last unexplained sound that I want to talk to you about that um, was reported in 2016, which is not that long ago, and um, it is called the ping. Uh, apparently, it is a also sometimes described as a hum or a beep. It's heard between these two straits. It's the Fury and Hecla. Oh, wait, it's one straight. Fury and Hecla straight, which is one hell of a name um <laughs> like way up so high up by canada that i i like don't even understand really where this is in the world um like it is canada i i don't even know it's like if you're looking at Greenland... Is Canada real? No. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if you know this, but Canada is giant. Um, and it just, like, keeps going into tiny little things. And then somehow Greenland is there. And it's, like, way up there. North of the Hudson Bay. Um, but this mysterious ping uh, is scaring animals away. Um... The noise is, quote, emanating from the seafloor, uh, and this area is a hunting ground for the Nunavut people, the <laughs> indigenous people. Yeah. And they are saying, like, okay, well, this summer we are, um, it's like scaring all the animals away. And other people who are in private yachts and are up there for different reasons say that they can hear it. Apparently, the sound can be heard, quote, through the holes of boats, um, but there's no real clear idea of what's going on or what's causing it. That's crazy. Um, mining companies don't have any, like, um, authorization to be in the area. At the time, um, the national defense and military was investigating what was causing it but i have not seen any answers so apparently in canada there is an underwater sound that scares animals away that's kind of crazy it is it's like that weird really uh campy movie where um aliens come up from the ocean floor and fight people who wear big costumes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know it had Idris Elba in it. Pacific Rim. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it's so great that you bring that up because I'm going to send you a text message right now. Breaking. Idris Elba revealed that he has tested positive for coronavirus. Oh no, is that real? And is feeling okay. Link in bio for his entire statement. Oh no. Look at the comment it's, underneath that. It's going for y- na- our universal treasure. <laughs> it is. First Tom Hanks and now Idris Elba. Uh. We're screwed, people. <laughs> if Idris Elba goes, what eye candy will we look at now? Apparently, what's his name? Blake Shelton. What? I don't know. What? How is Blake Shelton the same as Idris Elba? He, uh, he's the one who got, like, was it the most attractive man of the year award or some shit like that? Like, over Idris Elba? And I was like, really? (laughs) His face is a square. (laughs) Whatever, you know, maybe there are a lot of people that find him very attractive. Hmm. Well... Uh, to bring it full circle one more time, uh, you may join me. I am going to spend my evening watching The Sharps War on Netflix, which is about some nice Americans who helped smuggle people out of Nazi Germany, and one of the people narrating it is none other than Tom Hanks. Oh, very nice. Jennifer, what are you going to do on your social isolation evening? Well, um... I am probably going to sit down with the book for a little bit. I'm going to work on my latch hoop kit that I haven't finished and probably watch, um, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff I'm in the middle of that I need to catch up on. So one of those things that are on TV somewhere. Yeah, so all of you guys, um, I know we usually say goodbye forever and we mean it, but also practice uh, safe social distancing, wash your hands. Don't panic, um, and we will be back with our regular season four soon. Goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. is written, recorded, and produced by two amateurs, Jennifer and Emily. Our sound editor is Clint. Intro music is by Cosimo Fogg. Come chat with us on Twitter at All Things Terror or Instagram at All Things Terror Podcast. Ask nicely and we'll probably send you a really cute sticker. If you like this podcast, tell a friend or write a review. It really helps us and helps more people find us. Goodbye forever.